It's September, and at the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle Church in St. Kitts, we present September, September to, to remember. remember. We take time out to talk family, marriage, relationships, and just being real. Join us now for the full length of one of the messages in the theme, Makeover to Forever. Good evening to one and all. Welcome to those who are here in the sanctuary. We are coming to you live from the Newburgh Gospel Tabernacle um, in the beautiful Federation of St. Kitts and Nevis. And so we want to take this time out to welcome each and every one of you at this time to September to remember. Here with me is um, Pastor Ms. Williams, and we are going to be sharing with you um, this evening. So let us be to understand. Amen. We are so happy to have you here this evening with us as we continue our team for September to remember, which is made over to forever. Amen. Made over to forever. So we are going to continue as we say with our team. We chose this team because uh, we have seen in our years of counseling and even what is happening today that the enemy is after the family, after the marriage, is after the institution of marriage. And so we feel that those who are in it need some refreshing and those that are aspiring to need some information. So, this is where we are today. Yes, I hope that you can um, hear us. And as I said, we will be sharing with each other um, and with you. If you have any questions at all, um, please feel free. You can um, type your questions and we definitely would um, try our best to get that um, going. Um, I'm still making sure, just making sure that you can hear us. We're just doing our test run, um, okay? So we're doing our test run right now, making sure, yes, we have two minutes. We are actually supposed to start at six. So please share, like and share, and let everyone know that we are on at this time. This is September to remember, and we are continuing from Sunday, yes. Those of you who are, maybe you were online, we definitely, we gave you some assignments and um, we gave you some assignments that you were supposed to go through. And if you have not done them as yet, we encourage you to get on board, okay? Get on board um, right now. So can you hear us? Just making sure that you can hear us. Um, if you can hear us, give us a thumbs up, give us something right there, and um, so we can know. Let me make sure. Okay, let me make sure that you can hear us. Can you hear us? Good and clear? Waiting for the, um, okay, I'm seeing um, some welcoming all the champions. Okay, good. So, um, I think that's Joya. Okay, Joya, thank you so much. And I see Pastor Williams um, is on. Um, so we want to welcome not just only 
the Nibal family, but we want to welcome also the Ignite family, the Nevis. Remember again, please share it, share it, share it. We are about, about to start right now. Let me just make sure, okay, we are now at 6 um, p.m., so we are, we are ready to start. So we want to thank all of you for joining us. Um, again, we welcome you, we appreciate you um, very much. The, in the Ten Commandments, in the book Ten Commandments of Dating, we see Ben Young and Dr. Samuel Adams actually spoke and wrote in their book concerning the importance of choosing wisely who you will marry. Um, choosing wisely is a very um, delicate decision. That is why some people um, think about it twice, three times, four times, and sometimes that is why some persons are still considered single. It is not that they don't have opportunity, but um, they are waiting. Sometimes what is coming maybe do not really fit into their um, the criteria, whatever, whatever they're looking for. So it speaks about the area in that book, um, looking at living with the, um, the, the significant and negative and lasting consequences of a decision for the rest of your life in terms of marrying. On Sunday, we started looking at um, some things that we were discussing in terms of are we the right uh, people to get married, meaning when you are exchanging, you are talking, are we the right or fitting persons to enter into a marriage um, relationship or covenant? And so this is very important. And so we want to share with you, we're going to start here. And it says a good marriage starts with two good individuals. So. A good marriage must start with what? What I said there? Two. Okay, good. So we it must start with two good individual uh, individuals. So it's going to be important there that are good together. That is one of the comments. It says that a good marriage starts with two good individuals who are good together. Um, in the three C's that we mentioned on Sunday, and as we said, it is not the Caribbean credit card. It is the three C's and we want to deal with them very quickly. The three C's deals with, number one, compatibility, commitment, and communication. Um, so we are going to go into these now. Compatibility uh, is more complex than just do we get along together? It is more complex than that. It really goes into the interaction are, you know, the harmonious and the complementary uh, areas of one's lives. It involves sharing of interests, goals, values, and beliefs. Let's go over that one more time. Remember, we are sharing, so I want you to be able to take notes. It is looking at the area of sharing of interests, goals, 
values and beliefs. Remember again, when we, one of the reasons why we are doing this this way is because we want also those of you who are counselors, leaders, everyone, we want you to have the information. So it's not a time for you to fall asleep and think, oh, this is not for me because may really into that now or whatever, whatever. Because um, as we go on in ministry and life, you'll realize you will have the, the encounter, you'll have the opportunity to minister to people and you must be able to be prepared. Um, all of us must be able to be, uh, well, must be prepared to deal with these issues because you can't tell, for, for example, I remember that man who brought his son to the disciples and, um, you know, he brought the disciples to really to help and they couldn't help him and then they had to bring the, little boy, the boy to Jesus and, you know, Jesus, you know, he said, and he said to Jesus, Jesus, I brought my son to your disciples, but they couldn't help me. And, you know, that really should not be said of us. As, um, as people, we must be able to give, you know, at least to start uh, the conversation. Maybe if you reach a point where you think that you need some more assistance from someone else, but I think that you should be able to communicate um, that or help the person in, in some way. What are you thinking, uh, Pastor? That's right. And so it's important that um, we get all the information that we can so that when anyone comes or couple comes with some issues, we are able to help them and lift them up and give advice. Amen. Okay, so in terms of compatibility, um, in terms of compatibility, we are looking at the area of the ability, well, the ability and desire to bring out the best in each other. The, it's the ability and desire to bring out the best in each other. Uh, it is knowing each other's weaknesses as well as the strengths. So we are looking at those areas and nothing is wrong in having an unperfect person. Let me go over this again. While we're looking at compatibility, nothing is wrong in having an unperfect person. You might be asking what I mean by that. You see, um, you know, it, it's not just the only, well, it's not just the thing of, oh, everybody, you know, nobody's perfect. Let me, let me just say this, in that if you understand the person, if you understand their strengths and their weaknesses, what goes on is that your strength, uh, your strength actually complements their weaknesses, and so vice versa. So, in, in, in a sense, when you come together as a team, you are no longer uh, weak, if I could say that. Because what is happening is that your, your strength, where you are strong, you can help the other person. I hope that you're, you're hearing me and you're understanding. So it says, um, do we genuinely enjoy spending time with each other? These are things of compatibility. If somebody is draining you, when you're finished with them, talk with them, you feel tired, weary, that is a sign that maybe um, that relationship or conversation shouldn't be going any further. Compatibility deals with also do you have to work up extra energy 
to um, to get things done. To have the person like you, you have to do you know extra things. Um, to have the person liking you, you need to really examine that because when it comes to the area of friendship, as we shared, even on on Sunday, um, friendship comes naturally. Okay, it says when you are alone, at, um, you know, together. How you know how that how you enjoy this thing? That is all that we are looking at as the area of compatibility. Let me just um, um, interject here. The definition of compatibility says it is the natural ability to live or work together in harmony because of well-matched characteristics. So it is natural, as you were just saying, we don't have to work at it. Like you have to put in all this effort to make it work. It just comes naturally, and that is how the relationship ought to be. When you're compatible, there's no hard working. Things come naturally. It is a natural ability. You know, when this book is like dancing the waltz, nobody walking on the other person's uh, feet. But you're moving together in harmony. And so you have this beautiful world and everybody's moving together in harmony. It, it also speaks concerning the area of physical um, compatibility, spiritual compatibility. Those are important. Um, that is why in the history, when we look at the history of our um, the, the person which we dealt with on Sunday, looking at the history, you have to now deal with the area of their belief system. What do they believe? Because if you are not compatible in terms of the belief, you will have a problem. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, is that um, in terms of marriage, in terms of relationship, relationship or marriage is not a closed book. You know, some people think when you get married, you're done. It's like, you know, prison lock. It's not a closed book. There must be always changes. There must be always improvement. Room for improvement. But at least when you are compatible, it starts with it starts with the area of you accepting um, the person and accepting also yourself. So that is one of the areas. If we and I know we are because of, of not only time, but we don't want to overload persons. But also there is also compatibility um, quiz, tests, or whatever you can deal with. There are also science agencies that does that, that you can, both of you can actually um, sort of some questions asked, because we do have one that we normally will ask you to fill out separately and then we bring together and start looking at this because from those answers it kind of helps persons to understand where we are at in terms of compatibility meaning there might be some changes that needs to be made because if I come into a marriage thinking that I don't need to change, I, you know, I am I'm perfect. I don't need to change anything. This is what I was taught and all this was done. Suppose you come with the same ideas in your head. Well, where are we going to meet? How is it going to work? And so in the area of com compatibility, 
it really starts to look at some adjustments that is needed. For example, one of the questions I can remember, um, you know, in the in the test, it states like this: um, This is a movie night, or there's a normal movie. Who holds the control? You know, and that's a serious question. And there are answers that goes down, and some is that the man, the husband, holds the control. Some is that um, the area of whoever turns on the TV, whoever gets there um, first. Um, you know what? You know, in, in, in terms like this, and he said there is one that no one really controls the. The, um, the, the control, it is placed there because we, are all, we all decide that we are going to be watching a movie so they don't need to be flipping here and flipping there between channels. But of, of this now, if, if somebody is set in their mind to think, well, the man holds the control because you know, the man is the head of the home. But you, you walked in and you met people there watching a uh, movie you can't just come in and say, because I'm the man in here, well, I just change the thing and I don't care who was watching what. In, 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 a, in an area where the home is dominated by too much authority, that might work. But it don't mean that people will be happy in that home. Okay? Make sure I'm, I'm, I'm getting, um, yes, so we are kind of watching. So it, it, it is sometimes, and remember, most of us live out what we see. Uh, we are products of uh, um, what we call customs. We are product of what we saw, both positive or negative. And not because you told yourself when you were small, well, when I, you know, when I go, I ain't gonna be like that. Many times, even though you told yourself you're not gonna be like that, sometimes the things that you saw goes into your system. The only way you have to decide, really, really decide by and with the help of the Holy Spirit and with you, that whenever you see these traits start to come into your life, you decide, I am not going down the road, and you've got to get rid of it. But sometimes people have to bring it to your attention. Sometimes, and sometimes they're not even aware that they're acting this way. That you stay, they have seen it so much growing up that it, it comes out, as I said, like naturally, that they're not even realizing that this is what they're doing. So it might have to take somebody to point out to them in a nice way that this is what you're doing. Because as you say, many you know, children growing up, you see some things, you say, not me, I'm not doing that. That is not going to be my household. This is not going to um, happen to me. And yet we turn around and we do that. Because this is what we have seen. Yeah. This is what's in you because you have lived it and so you portray it. Okay, and, and, and thank you um, so much, Professor. Uh, because it's, it's important, not only that we are looking at compatibility in all different areas, even though we are going to be dealing, and I'm going to just shoot forward a little bit, we are going to be dealing with, um, because if you look at a marriage, a marriage or relationship is really built, there's a lot of other things that comes into, but the main, there are three main areas of a marriage, three main areas, and I want you to write them down because we, those are areas, if you want to look at troubleshoot areas, 
these are the three areas. Number one, communication. Big one. Go ahead. Number one is what? Communication. That's where that's where things start to go downhill. That's where breakdown, misunderstanding, um, trust, and all things have gone to the door because we don't talk, we don't communicate, and um, talking is not always communication. But anyway, we're going to deal with communication. Number two, it is with finances, and I was going to look at the area of, of um, financially compatible. And that, that is a serious area in terms of, um, no, we, we, we're just mentioning some of these things. Uh, we're not dealing with them now because those are heavy subjects. Um, when you deal with financing, you're talking about budget, budgeting, you're talking about all the other things um, um, because these are things that create problems. For example, you're married now for mm, how much is, but you still have your mother as beneficiary to your insurance. Or sister, that should not happen, and and, it, it, and vice versa. It should not happen because you see the problem that is being created. We don't see it now, right? Because if if you're not sure what you do, you put the word estate, right? The the best way to put estate because it means that it protects the the uh, your estate and it goes to whoever is next in line, uh, just in case that. You might think, because some of us come into marriage with an expiry date in mind. And that's why you wonder why the marriage ain't working, because you don't, in your mind, thinking, well, the reason why I'm keeping the sister name is just in case you ain't work out. Well, well, if you're going into a surgery just in case you work out, and so what you do, you, 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 you actually, just in case you work out, I'm going into a surgery, and I'm going to give my sister the password, and I'm going to give my sister the bank account information, it will go take off, I'll give her my bank card, give me my mother everything, because just in case you work out, I, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I die on the table, somebody will get the money. But what now? When, while you're there recuperating and you're going to succeed, so when you come out of the, the um, hospital now, all your money gone. Because you did it just in case. Right? All of us go into things hoping the best. I'm not saying that you, you don't we make... Should, you, yeah. Should oh, yeah. We should go into things hoping for the best. And remember, when you're starting a marriage, a marriage is not a selfish thing. A marriage is two persons coming together. In, in, if I got to put it in a way that you can understand, it's two single units coming together to make one. That's why God said the two shall become one. And so this is the thing, as you say, it's not about selfishness. So once you, if you, and I, I say it, and I say to the young ladies here, if you are a selfish person, stay by yourself. Those normally stay until you reach about um, uh, 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 79, and um, yes, you, you, you stay in a house by yourself with three cats and a dog, and you, you, you stay by yourself. You understand me? Because if you're already miserable at, 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 you're miserable at 40, don't stay by yourself. Don't go make somebody's life miserable. But you see, one of the things that, which is number three, 
which is we talk about finance because finance is important. Because let me tell you something, the reason why we have to look at financially um, compatible, are we going the right um, in the right direction? In the same direction, you know, because what is going on, it means that you have to understand, okay, for example, we are planning towards something, but your spending habit is not helping. For example, some people think that a house can fall down from heaven as, 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 a, as, a, as, a, as a gift from God. It comes by discipline. For example, you'll talk to couples and you say to them, you know, and I remember, I won't go into too much stuff, I remember in my privileged position, you know, we, we, we were doing some stuff and trying to help people um, in terms of getting what they need. And it was a house, and I'm talking about privileged position. This is where we are, we are, we are looking at approving things. And we are saying to the people, and the recommendation, going back to the loan officer, and this is a privileged position, I can't call a name on anything. But this is our area, you know, and trying to help. We send back to the loan officer and tell the loan officer, okay, um, have the individual do something. We are willing to look at this application again, because you're way over the ratio, and those of you who don't understand ratio, the bank is about 45%. It means that if your ratio is about 45%, the bank don't really interested in you, you're too high in, indebted, you're, you're high risk. So the, the over 45%, uh, the credit unions and so go a little higher um, with the ratio. But, and, and because I, you know, I, I can say that, that's not um, nothing that I have to. But the recommendation is, Okay, because most people or was would have been like this, is that most people run after the minor thing first. If you're looking for a house, you should not be looking for a very expensive vehicle before you look for your house. Because what is happening, you can always get a vehicle, but a house is more difficult to get in terms of a mortgage. So the recommendation would have been, ask the person to um, just take a downgrade in their in their life, meaning either trade in, sell the vehicle, and get something um, even that you know in terms of the commitment is less. You're, you're thinking you're thinking that wow you know because you know we, we people are trying to help, but most people start thinking oh. If I trade in my vehicle, what my neighbors then going to think? What, what people going to say that they going to think that, oh, I, you know, for, but for six months, whatever period of time when your house is being built, hello, they could talk all they want. But you can't live in, in, in that um, vehicle that you're driving up and down. So what if somebody thinks that you decrease for a little bit? for something that is bigger than a vehicle. And I would say to those of you out there listening, anytime you're thinking about the mortgage, be very careful of commitments that you made before. You can always make those commitments after, but not before the mortgage. I'm helping somebody, you know. Because there's a lot of people out there who ain't have nothing, and if they continue the way they're going, they ain't gonna get nothing. Because we're living for Joneses, we're living for people to, oh, what people are going to think, whatever, whatever, whatever. Appearances. 
At least you ain't walking. I didn't say go down Ross and get a donkey. I said, you know, all you needed to do, don't breathe, send back in whatever, and then maybe, you know, we will look at it. And it's a guarantee, you know, that we are saying to you, all you need to do, don't breathe, and you will get through. All that happened after that. Most banks don't really care what goes on after that, and all they want to know is that they get the money every month, you know. You could have gone to any company after, after you've gotten the main thing that you're looking at, and then do an upgrade again. All you got to do, make sure you pay your mortgage. And so, in compatibility, both partners need to be there. You see, um, and I think I'm going to share it on, uh, we're going to share it on Sunday. Miles Monroe, yes, um, really spoke concerning some things here. And it, it really deals with this. You see, we are putting too much lovey-lovey. But nobody really wants to look at the knowledge area. That is why we're going to deal with that on Sunday. And so please be um, with us on Sunday. Go ahead. And so even now to finish up the troubleshoot areas, he gave two, right? It was communication, finance, and the last one is sex. Sex. Troubleshoot areas in a marriage. Those three are the main ones, right? So communication finance and sex and depending on the gender it has an order so we see all of that on Sunday okay so let us continue with the three C's now and so for compatibility as um, we were saying um, everybody has to be moving in the same direction we ought to have the same goals that, that um, my goals and your goals are not meeting up or else there will be a tugging and so as I say, it's like a waltz, and everything ought to be harmonious. Everybody moving at, in the same direction at the same time, or else you have a tubby. All right? So the other one in the three series is commitment. Commitment is the glue that will hold a relationship together. Commitment. My word, commitment. When you commit yourself to another person in marriage, which is both legal and a moral obligation. So you're telling this person, uh, as you look at the definition of a commitment, it is like a pledge, it is a promise that you make to the other person. You're committing yourself to this marriage. And so, we, not just only when things are good. I know that, and, and even for us as um, counselors and marriage officers, we now have to come up with different types of uh, ceremonies and uh, pledges and covenants that people want to repeat. Because nobody wants to repeat now for richer, for poorer. Nobody wants for... <laughs> For sickness or uh, uh, in health. They say for richer and richer. In health and in health. But such is life. And so that is why the vows are very much important. Yeah, but but so I, think, I think they get it wrong. They really get it wrong because they're thinking that all oh, that in a relationship 
that oh, there should not be any um, poorer, there ought not to be no sickness, but these things are reality. Suppose something happened to, to, to the person, wait, wait, I only commit to you because you, you yes. act well, you're good for me, or uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you're well. And, and, but, but what happened if sickness comes? You see, we are only selfish. That's why I said selfishness has no part in this thing because we are only thinking if it happened to the other person. But what happened if it happened to me? So you must leave me and go. Uh, uh, as I said, go. Let me get some strength to go look for you. you know. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, but seriously, we always thinking about it. Of oh yeah, it's like why shouldn't it burden on myself to look for? But suppose now you become the burden. And let me tell you something. It doesn't take no accident, you know. It doesn't take nothing like that, you know. Sometimes life in itself, one little thing. All of a sudden, you get up one morning and you don't even feel you you nothing moving. And, and you know you feel you ain't feel good by the time you're ready. Now they tell you something. You know we we pray for the best. We prophesy the best over each other. And what we are committing is, said, darling Lord, that even if anything happened to you, I won't leave you. I mean, Lord, you see, this this is the thing. And this yeah. thing is a choice that you make. It is a choice that you make. This commitment is that so you have to know who you are committing yourself and who you tie yourself to. It is a choice that you make. And we're telling these people, and the vows are very much important. And we go through them because we feel as though when you come, you know, with all the pomp and all the beauty, you, you might not really be here, you're just repeating. You're not really understanding, no, 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 I don't know. You're not really here understanding what you're saying in the moment. Because all the happiness, maybe the nervousness and all these things, the anxiety. So so we go through them, the vows. They are important because these are things, these are promises, this is a pledge you're making to somebody else. And you're telling them, this is what, this is your stance, this is what you're going to do. Okay, good evening, and, and, and I'm saying, who is that? Oliver Archibald? Wow, welcome. We have to see, yes, amen. All the way in USA and all the other persons who are viewing, I just saw that one and I had to make mention of it. But the, the, we want to thank God and may God continue to bless you and your family there in the USA. Um, and so this is important, it's a commitment. You know why? Because we don't know, we don't know, and, and we don't choose. You know, we ask God every day to strengthen us and what, whatever. And this commitment, it is not just only when times are good. It is a legal, both legal and moral obligation that you're making. You're making. And so what is happening here again? And you know, while I, you know, uh, I shared with somebody the other day, you know, one of the things that I realized with us, as even and we used to think, you know, that somebody said, Oh, you wanna we wanna go back to society to where the society was before when we used to go and borrow each other fire and all this stuff and you know, before you know sugar and salt and whatever. But what I realized and I start to examine this thing, even though we we, we, we saw the, the community at that time as being knitted. The only reason why we were needed because everybody was on the same level. Yes. 
Everybody was on the same level. Then there was not deep friendship that was going on with, with us. As, as colored people. Let's check out. Let me check it out to see. That is why. Even, and I'll tell you how I realized that you know, deep friendship was there. Why is it that when your son starts to date, mm -hmm, that's where trouble starts. Um, hear what they start to say. Not them, they over there or not. Not them, they over there. But let me, let me just show you the difference between the, our colored folks and even um, people, and, and, the, and sorry, but we have to say, the people, the colored ones, or the white people with the colored. Right? Let me see what happened. They are friends. They grow up together. They go out on picnics, pools, all, all over the place. When you don't know, their son start to like their daughter. You think they're going to tell, you hear them talking about, oh, not them, they're over there. No, they don't do that because they know they value friendship. We don't value friendship. You know what we do? We value stepping stones. We have people, not as friends, as stepping stones. If, we, if, if you could help me, if I could help me up the way, I, I think, and that is why, when I don't need you no more, we say to them, you can go where you want. Because people become what stepping stone, not deep friendship. And I'm thinking that amongst us as black people, we need to go back, and this is what's going on. And one of the things I, I, I said um, to someone is that, how we are going to be friends when we when we grow up and everybody, our parents start to tell us, oh, they make no friend with nobody. You know, I'm no friends. And we're going into a relationship, and the first step in a relationship is to become friends. So how you don't get that though of being friends with somebody when they're telling you, oh no, you ain't even a friend. That is why, hello, that's why you see many amongst us, partnership is not what we're doing. That's why we ain't building nothing big. We, 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 we open a business, we do whatever. When, it, when we're dead, the business is dead. Because there's no continuation. Why? Because there's no partnership, there's no longevity. We do it ourselves. We are what they tell you, not trust nobody. And these are things over the years that they have been stealing in us that is causing us not to trust nobody. And they tell you, not trust nobody. You don't want a friend. I say, you ain't one up, you ain't one a friend. And we wonder why is it we are having these issues? It's because of what has been instilled in us. And I'm telling you this if you want to know, most people are poor because of a lack of opportunity. Most people are poor because of what was fed to them mentally. And if you want to fight poverty, you have to fight poverty in your mind. It's what was programmed. What was said to you over and over again, that's where we're fighting poverty. Because if we add up, if we add up how much money don't come into your come into your life over your lifetime, you ain't poor. You ain't poor. Just that you can't see where the money is going. Because what happened? They have been what? We have been what? We, we the, the new form of slavery is mental slavery. And so this is gonna be important. Remember again. Um, we are looking at um, breaking, and what, what, what we say we're going to be doing um, this month? We are doing what? Makeover. Well, if you're going to make over the thing, this is like the, the potter, you're going back to the potter, something going to have to happen. The last one is communication. We're not going to go too far into this because um, communication is going to be one of those areas that we're going to be touching on on Sunday. 
But communication is essential for all relationship. Communication is essential for all relationship. I think the pastor have some things to share. Communication, the definition is the transfer of information from one person to another, right? So there's something you want to say, there's something, some information you want to relay. And so you do so by communication by speaking and we have this saying that communication is to love what love is to life you hear that communication is to love what blood is to life what blood is to life without blood you cannot live if all the blood drain out then and so communication in the marriage is important. And so we're going to go a bit more further in that on Sunday, but this is part of the three seeds and it is also a troubleshooter. Communication. The quality of communication affects the quality of a relationship. Hear that? Quality of communication affects the quality of a relationship. Right? And so when we communicate, um, there are three components. Uh, please, please take this down, because this is important. There are three components Very. that um, deal with communication. The actual content, and I said that is just 7%, seven, seven what you're saying. The tone of voice, how you say something. How you, how you say and how you relate the information, that's 38%. And the nonverbal, you all know what's nonverbal? That's 55%. That is your body language. Your body language speaks. So sometimes, even though you might not say anything with your mouth or with speech, your body language, your facial oh, yeah. expression Telling speaks you for you. You yep. can tell a person what's going on. Inside. Come on, uh, those of you, those of you online, are you agreeing in what we are saying? Come on, are you agreeing in what we are saying? The nonverbal and the tone of voice. And so, what is happening is there. If the if the the tone of voice is too much, then it means that it suffocates really what you want to say. Hello, it what? It suffocates really what you want to say and so we have to be very careful um, already and especially even as male and I'm talking about the male figure the male figure you have already authority so if you're coming with more force that is what we call overdone is it is it, is tremendous force and it means that the, the, the other person which is the, the the wife will what will now realize that, my God, this is too much force coming at me. And so your message, whatever you want to say, there's going to be a blockage. Yep. There's going to be a blockage. That's, so that goes automatically. Will be on, yeah. the, on the defensive. Defensive, yeah. yeah. Because of the way, the tone of voice that you use. So even though it might be something important or forceful, you don't have to. Your tone of voice, that's important. Yeah. So all these things, the non-verbal, and if you're rushing up on the person, that's a non-verbal because that's your body. So all of that speaks. Yeah. 
and that's more and they get that before they get what you're actually saying. And, and, and then you have it even in your home because, for example, there's a way of getting children to respond or to hide. If you try to call your child and you call them in a nice way, and for example, I say, Johnny, come. I say, Jonathan, come here. They, you see them will maybe kind of come, you know, and you have to call them another time and say, but if you start to raise your voice and say, Jonathan, come here. Immediately, he the same sentence, same sentence. But, with the yeah. but you know what's going to happen? He's going to start chicking back coming down the corridor. Or he's going to come by the thing and deep by the, the, the door and, 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 and say, Daddy, Daddy, you call me? Because in the tone of voice, he doesn't realize that I am upset. Or um, he might get getting late or something like that. It's the same way in relationships. We have to be very careful of wanting to discuss important matters, but it's in the wrong tone. It will not be seen. No. That is why it says to you that whenever you're going to discuss anything important, be very careful of the atmosphere, be very careful of uh, all the different factors. For example, if the person is tired and just coming from work, which is we are going to be dealing with as we go along, because these are uh, constant areas that we have to deal with. Um, in communication, then that is where you have to look at the area of differences. Differences has to be in there. Fam yeah, all the different backgrounds, we started it, family background, how the, you know, uh, the differences between both parties. Not only that, we have to look in communication. How do you resolve conflict? And one of the areas of resolving conflict is that you must have a safe harbor. And for example, if you got some information from somebody, do not ambush the other person with it. Because you don't process it because somebody doesn't tell you, so you don't have time to think about it and whatever else. And as the person comes, you ambush it with them and want a response. Tone of voice, mannerism, wherever it where happens. You could let them know they come in, or you call them and message them and say, Look, um, darling, uh, you know, we have something to discuss uh, when you get home. So already they are prepared in their scope. Most people. The next thing they will ask you, what is about? Anybody out there? Yeah. That's the next thing, what, what is about? You don't have to go into detail with it. It says, look, it's something important, but we cannot discuss this over the phone. So when you get home, after you done shower, eat, we could talk. You, you, you hear that? Not as a person just opened the door. You said that. Where you was? Um, that's not going to go down well. That's not, no. That's not going to go down well. It's not going to go down well. You see, because the Bible talks about soft answer turning to irrational. But grievous words turn of anger. You see, so we have, and, and the thing is, it, they tell you do not beat the child when you are. Well, don't try to do any resolving of a conflict when you're upset. Because the tone in come out right. Calm down, go pray, drink some water, sleep, and then when you're done, you can deal with it. And let me just say something. If something happened in one day, 
it don't mean that we have to deal with it today. In all that we see, Jesus didn't do it, in, uh, God didn't do it in one day. So you don't have to think, oh, we have to deal with it today. And especially if it is something that the other person may not know about, or you have to reveal it to the person. It don't have to be done today. But some of us say emotional, you can't sleep, you can't sleep, you were sleeping before you get the information. Well, you can't this, you can't that. You see, I'm thinking that we are too emotional and we have to really catch on ourselves. It's the best time, and one of the things that we say about this is that when you're going to be dealing with conflict, you need a safe harbor. In other words, you let the person know that um, whatever you share, you're not going to get upset. It's like beating a child when the child says, yes, daddy, mommy, I did it, and then you bang them up because they taught the truth. You think they're going to tell the truth next time? So you have to come up with a different punishment if they tell the truth. You have to say, okay, well, I'm not going to beat you, but I am going to deny you of certain privileges that you um, you will do it. So you want, you're creative in your way. Anyway, let me go, because um, you know, we'll be time going. So that is going to be on, we are going to have the PowerPoint, so that is going to help us in terms of communication. Communication is going to be conflicts always come up because of differences. We are not, no matter how you marry, and no matter what you like, Oh, we like this thing, we like the games, we like everything together. We are not on the same um, wavelength in terms of understanding of each other. We're going to have something off. Yes. Right? We're going to have something off. So bear, in, bear that in mind, please. And even with communication, that will also um, bring about conflict because of misunderstandings. And so we have to look at all of that. So I'm certainly going to be dealing with that in more in-depth um, Okay, good. So at this time now, we are going to be dealing with um, some of your, we are, we are good, we just have to sit something, so no problem. Um, we, we are good to go. Um, the questions that you were supposed to do in your, in your, um, in your spare time, um, the questions. <laughs> yeah, the questions in um, your, you were supposed to do in your spare time. Um, why is it important? Why is it important for us to be doing um, these things, these exercises? And I want to say to you, I know for you know, maybe a little bit much, um, but it is it is important in the May over. Okay, so let's go to the. Um, I think we want to deal with the funness. Um, that's the first one. Okay, good. Funness and admiration questionnaire to assess the current state of your funness and admiring admiration system. Answer the following really. Answer the following, sorry. Read each statement and circle T for true or F for false. So number one. So it is it is an exercise that you have to do. And um reason why we put it out there because we have other persons who may not be, because we have persons that we have to do um, constant session on, who because of their time schedule cannot be um, on now. So they have to do it whenever they get up or when it's convenient for them. So that is why we have to go through it, okay? 
Go ahead. Okay, so number one, I can easily list three things I most admire about my partner. So false, so it's T or F. As number one, I can easily list three things I most admire about my partner. So when we are apart, I often think fondly of my partner. Three, I will often find some way to tell my partner I love you. Four, I often touch or kiss my partner affectionately. Five, my partner really respects me. Six, I feel loved and cared for in this relationship. Seven, I feel accepted and liked by my partner. My partner finds me sexy and attractive. Nine, my partner turns me on sexually. Ten, there is fire and passion in this relationship. Eleven, romance is definitely still a part of our relationship. Twelve, I am really proud of my partner. Thirteen, my partner really enjoys my achievements and accomplishments. Fourteen, I can easily tell you why I married my partner. Fifteen, if I had it all to do over again, I would marry the same person. Sixteen, we rarely go to sleep without some show of love or affection. Seventeen, when I come into a room, my partner is glad to see me. Eighteen, my partner appreciates the things I do in this marriage. Nineteen, my spouse generally likes my personality. And the last one for that part, our sex life is generally satisfying. And remember, it is true or false. There is no in between. Yeah, that, that, that was 20 um, questions that you have to go through in terms of looking at fondness, acceptance, and stuff like that. What you're going to do, and this is what um, most um, persons you, you will try and get them to is to each true answer each true answer you put one point to each true answer so if you can put that you put one if it's true if it's false you leave it so all true answers are going to be added as a point is going to be added up as a point. Okay, when you're finished, you're going to add up all of the um, truths that you have, the truth, add up and see your total. Okay, good. Because it's not an exercise to see who passed the score, you're going to look at the ones that you did not um, succeed in terms of the faults, and those are the questions that you need to look at in terms of going into them and having discussions concerning, for example, if number 20 
if the sex life is is frustrating or it is as on a long delay or it is in quarantine then you need to have a discussion on that any persons that is under this is what i will say to you it is it is it is proven if it's under 10 if you have a score of under 10 it means that you have to seek help immediately if you're under 10 you need to seek help it doesn't mean that all is lost it means that you have to rediscover some things and i have to tell you right there what has happened it means that your friendship the fondness uh, affection is unstrained something is causing a problem okay and and, and, and and you know you know sometimes what goes on with uh, many couples they think that uh, winning the war and shouting and going to the counselor and I remember I had a historical one first day of the counseling they argued for nearly eight hours or uh, whatever hours it was it was like from in the morning straight to the afternoon me sleep wake up had breakfast eh, sorry had lunch and all the stuff in, in the office and they still there arguing that was the first session that they they had by the second session I told them, I said, um, you all had enough? By the second session, I said, you all had enough? I think by the first session, eight hours, you all had argued enough? It's now time for the counseling session. You, you got it off your chest then. Whatever was on your chest, you got it off. And then we start looking at going back to bringing the relationship back to normal. One of the things that I will see while there is fondness, while there is friendship, while there is affection, those kind of stuff that is there, still there, the way we, 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 how I met you, the experience we had in the beginning, I am still passionate about you, you there is hope. There is hope. If the, if the fondness and the friendship is kind of dying, it means that it has been suffocated by a lot of problems. There's a lot of stuff that is affecting the relationship. Okay, we're going to move on. And so remember again, it is for you um, to consider. It's for you to be truthful in what you're dealing with this. Because a lot of people go to counseling and expect the counselor to discern what problem they're going to. When you didn't ask, you didn't tell me to walk with my prophetic mantle. No, that's a different thing. When we in counseling, be using now. I could discern some things, but it, it is better if you be truthful. You be truthful. I can I can I can use some things, but I better because you see what if you don't confront something, you can't conquer it. Okay. What is the second one that we deal with? The love map? Yeah. Love map questionnaire. Questionnaire says um, number one is can I name three can I name my partner's best friends? Okay, so that this is important. Um, can I tell um, tell you what stresses my partner um, or my partner is currently facing? True or false? He says, uh, I know the names of some of the people 
who have been irritating my partner lately. And you, you realize the conversation right here, right? It means that with these questions, it means that you all are having conversation because he's he, he telling you things. She's telling you things. Okay. I can tell you some of my partner's life dreams. Okay. That's number four. Five, I am very familiar with my partner's religious beliefs and ideas. Six, I can tell you about my partner's basic philosophy of life. Okay, it says, I can list the relatives my partner likes the least. I know my partner's favorite music. I can list my partner's um, favorite, three favorite movies. Now, these are serious enough. And even for those of you out there who are single and you might be looking at this and wondering, how do I fit in in all of these things here? This is why when you're building... Don't start, look, set your foundation. Know about the person, know about the person. Know their likes, know their dislikes, everything. You know what I mean? Imagine, we going out. I mean, you have friends around and you're honoring. You know the man don't eat pork and you're going to order pork? That, that is so embarrassing. And you know, that one, you know, I don't eat pork. What do you mean? I mean, um, we don't together for what? Nearly a year and you ain't know I don't eat pork? That sort of, that's, that's supposed to be. So what, I, what, I, what you all have been talking all the time? Know what the person, why, not only that, know their fears, know their dislikes. If they are, if if for example, if you know somebody is insecure and they, they, they don't like to see, for example, people being put into certain position, you don't go and do it because, for example, if, they get, if they're insecure or maybe insecure about somebody who you were with some time ago, they, they, they have a right to tell you. Say, I don't feel comfortable with you being around this person. Here you now respond, it's my friend. Where will we be? I am just telling you, I don't feel comfortable with you being around them. All that you have to let the person know, okay? Darling, you have to, you don't be, you know, I understand you have some resentment and some insecurities, but I can assure you that I won't put myself in a position that will harm our relationship. Not, oh, I'm a friend. Right there, you don't defend it. You are already defending, and that's problems. It means that you are choosing the other person, the, the, the Y or the X, over the other person. Understanding everybody has their reason. Over a period of time, they realize, look, you have a nice record. And what happens is that many times people don't just come to this. It's because of experiences. Maybe they were in a relationship before, and somebody, something happened, and they are insecure of exes. Or wives, whatever they are. Okay? Go ahead. Not ten. So, my spouse is very. My spouse is familiar with my current stresses. I know the, the three most special times in my partner's life. I can tell you the most uh, stressful thing that happened to my partner as a child. 13, I can list my partner's aspirations and hopes in life. 14, I know my partner's major current worries. 
15 my spouse knows who my friends are. 16 I know what my partner would want to do if he or she suddenly won the last one. Okay. And you might be wondering why we allow this one in there. Well, first of all, this has to do with areas of, and you might look at it and see, well, is that the way area of belief? So right then, then you've got to know, because if he's talking about that, you mean that he's gambling. Yeah. Or, or she's gambling. Yeah. Or maybe she's no problem with spending their money on um, trying to get rich quick. You see, because a lot of times what happens, if you're, if you're too fond on these instant, um, what do you call it, instant monies, you get rich quick things, and especially luxury and these kind of stuff, is that you're, you're not going to discipline yourself to collect a coin every day and building something lasting. You're always looking for the next quick opportunity to get money rather than let us build together, save on what we have, and we are going to get there eventually, but not looking at instant. Because what happens, some people, they waste their money and, and sort of spend money, a project, projected spending, and then they, they sort of looking at, well, maybe if we play the lottery, then we will eventually win, and that will help us to live a life, you know, Cinderella type of life, um, after when it comes to the area thing listen this even if they win the lottery they'll go right back to the same thing because it is their mindset that is keeping them poor it's not about money it's your mindset more money ain't gonna help you it's your mindset so so that question um, is needed it's for it's one of the areas to check your compatibility um, test with somebody for example the next question would have asked if you if you received an inheritance of uh, um, some insurance settlement or something um, of five hundred thousand dollars, what will be the first thing you will do with your money? Move on. Seventeen. I can tell you in detail my first impressions of my partner. Eighteen. Periodically, I ask my partner about his or her world. And, and, and the thing about it with this, I go back and I could just remember the first time I saw her because she didn't see me. I saw her. Okay? And it is always good to go back to the first time you met. That's why history is important. I could tell you the several times we spoke on the landing. Yes, in St. Martin. Because I found out I was just, I, stay, I was staying a couple blocks away from where she was living. But you know what happened with that? After I found out, I was down there every day. Every day. You, you, you see, I'm talking about how it is interest and development and pursuing what you want. When you lose that same uh, pursuance and making the person important, that is where it becomes dangerous. That is why, now and again, you have to go right back to that same spot. And we talk about, you remember when we met? Remember how we used to talk? Remember when you couldn't leave me? Remember, um, you, 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 nobody wanted to say um, goodnight, you know, and whatever, whatever. You go back to that. That is going to help a lot. And, and a lot of people, they, they have no 
um, they have no experience, they have no legacy to look at in terms of uh, go back to see where, where we were in terms of how we started and that is why when trouble comes, when the, when the rubber meet the road, they have nothing to go back and say that really and truly we sincerely love each other. You know why? We move on to uh, all kind of different things too quickly and it create problems. Let's read to the last three ones or four. 18. 18 period, 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 but that is going to be important for you to start to look at. And, 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 and so when you are going through, even those of you who are, who are single, when you're going through now this area of seeking after someone, there's information, you must be loaded with questions and things that you must ask. And remember, yes. remember the, the thing that you must, um, whatever, the, you have to, you have to what? Um, write it down, you have to make sure, memorize. Make note of. Ask the questions, the hard questions, to make sure that you get the answers. Find out the reference. So these things are important. Um, while we, just before we get ready to close off, um, I don't know if you have any questions. If you have any questions, definitely we could entertain at least one. If there's any question from the house, we can um one also. So if you have a question, you can write your question right now. If you answered everything um, um, so far, we thank you so much. Um, and then we are going to be um, looking at closing off this evening. So any person have a question in-house? Or maybe if you have a question, if you have a question, we, we can get a mic to you, no problem. We have two mics here. We sanitize one. Um, anyone? Anyone online? Wow! So we 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 went. We did a wonderful job. What time it is? Let me make sure. Oh, good. So time. I think we wanted to last about an hour. Okay. So um, if there is now, just wait because sometimes they, it people take a while to um, type their questions. So. Um, I'm just waiting a little bit. Um, any any comments? Any statement from the audience here? Um, glory to God. And so on Sunday we are going to continue. On Sunday we are going to continue. Remember again um, this exercise this um, for September this year is not just about fun and laughter. Okay, it's not just about fun and laughter. And I've got to say this. You know, we have had some wonderful times. Yes, you can laugh, you know. Um, I'll try and put in a few jokes in between there to just kind of ease the pressure. But it is going to be important that we receive the information that we are putting out there. There are too much of, um, yeah, there's too much of marriages that are going through serious, serious problems. And we want to make sure that we, we, we help. Amen. And so after this, there is going to be an after, after September, there is going to be an after. We are not going to wait until another September to, um, to go through all of this. There is going to be an after. So, 
I am going to ask, encourage, I can only do that, can I force you? I'm encouraging all couples to go through the exercise. Go through the exercise. You might just win a million dollars if you could answer the questions. Remember the story I gave about the guy who lost um, the jackpot because he didn't even know his anniversary? Couldn't remember? Okay, so there is a question, so we were gonna, we're going to call this uh, a night. Thank you so much for joining us, for Pastor, your, your last words or encouragement um, yes, to the people. so um, as we, you know, shared on this evening concerning the three C's which were compatibility, um, commitment, and communication. Let us take the information seriously. Um, for those that are married, go over. This is, um, you know, sometimes it might be that you were never told, you were never taught these things, or you have forgotten. And so we need to go back to the drawing board and, you know, do the things that needs to be done so that marriages, our marriages can be strong marriages. Amen. And for those that are looking, do the work. Don't just look at the person's exterior. That is not what it's all about. It's not just that alone. As Bishop was saying, ask the question. You need, we need to have the difficult discussions. You need to have the difficult discussions, the essential discussions, you know, topics that will um, allow you to open up. And allow the other person to open up so that you can learn about the other person, learn who you are falling in love with. Not just the extent, oh, they look nice, and oh, he hold my hand, and he felt so good, and all of that. All of that is wonderful, but it is just, that's not just it alone. That is not what's going to hold the marriage. Because there will be times where the holding hand won't be enough. There has to be something else, there must be more. And so your uh, compatibility comes into play. And so for, for you to know if you're compatible, you need to learn about the other person. And so we're encouraging you to take this information seriously if you want to get into and if you are in a marriage. There's a question that came in. It says, uh, what if you think you met the right person and they do not have the character you mentioned tonight. Um, there, you met somebody, but they do not have the character. Um, well, character can be developed, but it will take time. And so what is going to be happening there, you have to express to the person that we cannot take the relationship that serious um, or to the next level because we need, you know, you need to work on one, two, three, four, five. Um, but what happens if you are, if you are, if you are afraid? And then there is, there is that question that I will have to that person when you ask about the right person, because it means that what, what consider the person to be right. And another thing I will add to this, as you say, it seems like. You like this person, you like the you person. Say, you say, right person, yeah. but yet the character is something that might have a problem here. Can you live with that? 
well, without change. Because what happened is that, remember, we are shaped by, by our, our culture, shape our character. And so we have to understand, for example, sometimes is that people have not been exposed to anything better. So you have to expose them to better teachings and different stuff. So they have to take time. In other words, seek help. But there are some areas if their character and everything is off, meaning they're not going to improve, they're, they're just, for example, if, if you're telling me they are nice but they're womanizing and all that stuff, you can't have a deal with that because that they're embedded. Understand me? It, it takes Jesus. It takes Jesus to deliver that person um, and, and really set them on a new path. But we, yeah, so it depends on a lot of things. But sometimes because some people don't know better. Sometimes because they never had a man in their life to show them what a man ought to be like. And they think that some thing, men think that the macho thing about a man is to run down all the, the, the fracks in, in, you know, um, stuff like that. So, as I said, it, it, we have to be very careful when we're looking into the remember. Marriage is not for three months, it's not for a couple of years. It's, it's a lifetime journey with someone. And no matter, let me tell you something, no matter if the people think, oh, you know what I mean? I, can just, I just got to go in and come out. Even though you, you might get, you could get, a, 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 you could get a divorce or divorce down at the court. But let me tell you something, the emotional things that goes on with this, let me tell you something. Hmm. It is embedded deep in people. That's why it takes a long time for somebody to overcome somebody. You, you, you can go on the court and just get it and say, oh, you, it's, um, the judge say it's, it's not and void. But it takes a long time for you to get over that person. I think there's one more question and we'll just do one more and then we, we're gonna go, yes.
then it was so time for him to leave, and that is when he said what he said. And I told him, I have to pray about this because I don't feel no kind of way that. Did you, you see, you see the approach? I waited until I was about to And so I'm trying to help the persons here uh, that ask the question. And so I prayed about it because, you know, from a young person, my mom told me, you need to pray for what you want. You know, you know in, if you want to get married, and I, uh, my parents have, um, have a wonderful marriage, and so I wanted that as well. And so I prayed and asked the Lord, I put out there, and that's why I said the physique is that's not all about it. That's not all to it, right? And so I asked the Lord, I want a God-fearing person, and you know, and I told him what I wanted. And so when he came, I did not dismiss, you know, the whole thing, but I went and I, he left, came back to sing it, and I went to pray, and I prayed, and I tell her I was frank up with the Lord. I said, Father, this young man come and put this to me, and you know I don't feel no kind of way, but if it is your will, let it be. And I left it, I prayed, and I left it there. And I went back, and I forget, I don't want to sound harsh, like, you know, you forget about the person, but it was like that. She was harsh. It was like that, because... I didn't want it. I want what God has for me. I don't want no fake thing and no um, thing. I want what God has for me. And so I prayed about it and I left it there. And a couple of weeks after he was out of my, you know, not thinking about it, all of a sudden, in instances, he would just pop in my mind. I'm like, hmm, strange. Why are you thinking about this person? And I would just left, left it. And another instance, and that's why I say the whole the Holy Spirit will witness it to you. It came to such a point that it was happening so often that if I recall at one point and we, you know he used to call now and again. I pastor very busy, always at the tent. Sometimes I call here and there. He kept calling over to him was in there. And it got to a certain point. Oh, that, yes, it was about the And it got to a point where it got, I don't want to say so bad with me that I just needed to see this person. I felt like I was dying. That's the energy. I felt like I need so I told you, you need to come, you need to come, you need to come. And then, you know, I just I, I, I don't know how else to put it. I just felt like I was going to die. I needed, I, you, you know, you want to see somebody? I just felt like that. From a, a point of, I don't feel nothing. I told God and I, and I told him, so I am, um, to that point, and I prayed. And so that is the connection. When God is in it, you know, and there was no doubt, and, what, and my mom was just asking the question, how you feel, and what and what, and I would talk to her, and whatnot and whatnot, she was, you know, the one I would confide in, and confide to. And so, I just told him, you need to come. I felt like, boy, you know, you need to come. He's like, I can't breathe. You need to come. You need to come. And he did come in the day seven Right? And that was from the August. So that's how that's how it happened from the August to the December. 
right? And so to answer the person's questions, how do you know? When you put it in God's hand, yes. that this is the person, when the person comes to you and is respectful and is not, you know, everything just falls into place. You don't have no doubt, you don't feel no kind of way. And it was so easy to speak to somebody I've never met. He saw me this Sunday, by the Monday we talking. Or by the Sunday night he got close. And by the Monday we talking. And it was so easy. You know, you did not feel this kind of, you know, the kind of thing in your mind like mm -hmm, the same way. You did not feel that kind of way at all. It was just easy. It was just, you know, nice and smooth. Remember the words I tell you about when you're compatible? It was just easy to speak to him. Easy, easy. And so, just allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. You have to have that connection. You have to be honest with God. How you feel. I tell you, you have to. It's not when you're one on one with God. Not, you're not in church, but almost Holy Father. I speak to God straight up. Straight up. It's not being disrespectful, but you know, I'm and time, especially for something that is, uh, I go straight and uh, it's talked straight up where we go. And that's it. And it's, you, have, you have to have that connection with your father, your heavenly father. He will not lead you astray. Never. Never. And once he witnesses that within you, everything wants smoothly. There's no doubt. There's no question in your mind and you know and stuff. Even when I couldn't get him on the phone, it's like, hmm, I wonder what he doing. No, it was never like that because there was a peace. That's important. There was a peace. That's important. So, that was a wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> to help the person also, um, on my, my point, um, because I kind of knew ahead of time, I just didn't know who the person was. But I kind of knew ahead of time that my my wife was going to come from someone. I didn't I didn't know who the person was. I don't know how I could get there. And to the point that I, some people said you, you ain't dating nobody. And even people around and I said no, no, no I waited because my wife is in someone, right? And I started saying it like first I think it was like a joke, I just, but then it became serious. But even though I knew that I'm gonna meet somebody down there, I didn't pressure from. You heard the second thing that was important is that her parents, she did not hide anything from her parents. You see, that is important when you want confirmation. You have to have both parents and spiritual parents involved. Or if you do not have those people, get somebody who is not emotionally attached um, who can give you a clear opinion and let them look if they tell you they look yeah, no good you hear them as though like you hear God because you know you trust their spirit in other words there are people who God will put in your life who are like you know watchdogs like they are they are they are spiritually persons discerning and who will able to tell you, look, that thing ain't gonna work out, and sometimes maybe that's why God didn't give it to you because He sees down the road it would have been a pain. So you have to trust these people. 
And, um, you know, one of the things that, one of the other things, not only people, as the pastor said, you have to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right? Look at the signs. Look at, do not, look. And, and another thing was gonna, I want to say this, because I've heard it. One of the things that you must get um, careful attention to is your dreams. If you're going to, if you love somebody and you start dreaming things about them and the dreams are not good, check it out. Your dreams just tell you a lot of stuff. You're seeing them and it ain't good, something ain't right. Something up. Because your dreams, your dreams tell you a lot of stuff. It's just that they speak to you because what happens is it, 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 it could be both um, good or both um, bad. But watch your dreams. Amen. Amen. Okay, so thank you. Um, thank you again. Thank all of you um, here and those of you who are online next week. Please stay in tune next week, Wednesday. At this same time, there's going to be another session. Amen. Um, September to remember, we'll be sharing with one another. And remember, we are praying and we are hoping for the best for all of us as married people, as um, strengthening our homes in Jesus' name. So may God continue to bless you. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining and see you at our another broadcast. Thank you so much. May God bless you even right now. Enjoy, enjoy. See you on Sunday as we continue and also um, even tomorrow as I continue the secret place. God bless you. That was the full length of a message for September to Remember from the New Birth Gospel Tabernacle Church in St. Kitts. Thanks for listening. Have a blessed day.